Hello everybody, welcome back to Not Another Isekai, and today, uh, most likely a shorter episode, just cause, you know, we talked about it last week, right, where we are in that sweet spot of, like, the middle of the seasons, so we are just about wrapping up, uh, spring 2023, and going into summer 2023, um, so today, we got six shows, so that's why, you know, gonna be a little shorter, but, um, still good, still, you know, still some good episodes, um, we are still carrying over four shows that, um, still wrapping up, you know, from the spring season, uh, but then two shows did actually air on our list, um, you know, on the, on the shows that I am ready to watch, so we got two new ones, so that'll be a good time, um, yeah, let's just get into it. So first up, we got Hell's Paradise episode 13. This is the finale. Um, I think the only... Oh, no, that's not true. We have one other show we're, we're ending today. Um, yeah, Hell's Paradise episode 13. Um, overall, I thought it was a pretty cool episode. Um, some, you know, some emotional moments. And then uh, some little bit of a cliffhanger, I suppose. Um, so yeah, I would say, you know, kind of like the, the, the first part of the episode was them kind of wrapping up their battle with with the Tenson, um Shion coming in going crazy right like he you know it you know it seems like they really did <laughs> you know again i mean you know this is a show so obviously it makes sense for all these characters to come together like they did because if they didn't then this wouldn't be a show we wouldn't be watching a show about these particular characters because it wouldn't be interesting right um but we do have all these characters who one by one seem to just all be learning about Tao and like how to read it and how to how to damage it and all that stuff. So now we have Shion as well, where you know he's able to like use the Tao and like predict movements and you know he's able to cut it in a certain way where it doesn't regenerate. Um, you know, so that was that was pretty cool for him to come in because he's he's a really cool character. Um, really enjoy it, and also all his loss too with him losing uh, his. Uh, his guy, I forget, I forget who it was, but, um, you know, that sucked, right, um, yeah, and then him also being even more of a badass, um, you know, you know, him coming through, and, uh, you know, him going crazy with the fighting and all that, but then, uh, him actually getting, like, pricked and sliced a little bit by the one Tenson's, uh, like, flowers, and they had, like, some sort of venom or whatever on them, and it was like, ooh, even one small cut is death. <laughs> and then for him to be like, nah, we're not doing that. And him to actually slice off the, the flowers that were growing on his body was crazy. Because, like, he wasn't just cutting off the flowers. Like, he was, like, cutting off. Like, like he had to cut off, like, bits of his own flesh to really, like, gouge out, like, the flowers and the stems and all that. So he was he was taking damage. <laughs> um, but, but, I mean... It, on paper it made sense why he did that because if he let them grow he would have died he would have died immediately um so he kind of had to be like okay well this sucks too but um at least it lets me it gives me a greater chance of living um so that was crazy um and then we have some cool stuff you know you know it's kind of talking about how like these characters are coming together they're all special in their own ways um we have nuru guy who hugged uh new guy who hugged sigiri and she was able to recover some stamina didn't work with yuzuriha 
excuse me um it didn't work with her for some reason but it did work with sigiri um we're not really sure or i'm not really sure what that means if like new guy is able to use some tower or something or maybe it's just some power because even like the shinobi have like certain powers or like certain ability that they're able to use maybe it's that you know maybe it's not as special as like oh it's tau um but even the stuff that the shinobi like yuzuriha and gabimaru were able to do the other tensin even said oh well that's a form of tau so i guess maybe it is all tau i don't know um you know so that was cool um Shion was actually able to kill the Tenson, was able to cut off a bunch of its heads uh, with the help of Senta, you know, Senta with the flower knowledge, right? So that was cool. Also very creepy to have all the different heads in there, and uh, it was weird, I don't like that. Um, speaking of Senta, Senta died, unfortunately. That, that, that was huge for me because, again, not really a character that we've grown with a whole lot. I feel like he's mostly been like a background character. Um, you know, very much a, a supporting character, uh, but, you know, you know this, was, this was a little emotional, you know, because, you know, we did see a little bit of his backstory in previous episodes, um, you know, and he always seemed cool, you know, he seemed like a little, you know, maybe like a little cowardly at times, but, um, you know, I mean, at, at the end here, he was ready, he was ready to fight, um, you know, and then for at the very end, for, for Yuzu Riha to be like, picture whatever you love you know like your family friends you know your hometown that that girl that you left behind or whatever you know like all that stuff and then you know for him to kind of imagine his like uh his like paintings his drawings and then for that to also turn into Yuzuriha a girl that he very much admired um I don't know which is you know just a very fitting ending to him like you know if, if he had to die I think this was very very nice um and then to be kind of embraced by yuzuriha that whole time uh, you know that was again very very nice for both characters for for senta um again for that to be the the person that he admired and wanted to be more like not even necessarily like in a romantic way like we're we're assuming that he liked her that way as well but he also liked her because you know she you know she she felt so free and she just kind of did things and she didn't really care you know again going back to his backstory where um the things that he loved to do he wasn't able to do because his family was like you're not gonna do this you're gonna be an an executioner or whatever but um and then also on Yuzuriha's side very nice for her to kind of show some emotion i feel like up until this point she's been a wild card um and then for her to be like embracing him and to like kind of comfort him in death um was nice as well and then uh you know i love all of this as well because all of this ends and then sigiri is like we're gonna leave this island alive like she has newfound determination where, where she's no we're not doing this anymore no one else is dying i'm not seeing any more loss Every, everyone here surviving i guarantee it so i, I can't wait to see more of her next season which I believe a, a second core was announced, um, so that's great. Um, but yeah, for, for her to be like, nah, this is it. We're not doing this anymore. We're not, you know, we're, I'm here. I'm, I'm protecting everyone. We're, we're, we're living, and we are getting off this island. Um, and then for the other kind of bomb to drop um, 
for Yuzu Riha to think that Gaibamaru's wife is all an illusion. Because she's like, well, I'm, I'm also shinobi and I'm from a different village. So, you know, I might not do things or my village might not have done things exactly the same way that his did. But, um, you know, my village, my like elders and stuff would also use illusions to kind of scare us when we were younger and like instill certain ideas and emotions and stuff in us, um, you know, to kind of turn us into these, 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 these perfect shinobi, you know. And so she's thinking that that you know that is a, a a a common thing with all the shinobi villages um you know cause even starting off with the like leader be like oh he was immortal it's like well that might have been an illusion my village did something very similar and then attached to that maybe gabimaro's wife is an illusion maybe gabimaro doesn't even have a wife and that was just something that they kind of placed in his mind um to 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 control him um i guess it didn't work because he did leave the village. But maybe all of this is also... Like... Um, what they were planning on. Maybe they forced him to get out of here. Um, maybe this was also all part of their plan. I don't know. You know, but even... For that to be a possibility. Like, something that I don't think any of us... Were... Uh, you know, you know, we're even theorizing. Like, oh, Gabimar's wife isn't even real. I definitely wasn't thinking about that. And now for that to be a possibility, again, it's not confirmed, but even the way it was ending with Gabimaru like resetting and him like not remembering anything is like, you know, maybe that is a, a like, uh, you know, a like testament to the way his mind works and how like it can be altered and, and whatever, right? Um, so that's crazy. Again, with this kind of one-two punch at the end with his wife might not even be real. So if, if that's the case, like, you know, I wonder if they're still controlling him. If like, you know, you know, like I said, if they are, if this was all their plan all along where they, where they wanted him to go to the island. Like, you know, I wonder what their, what their goal is with that. Or if it's not, you know, or if Gabriel was just living with the, the ramifications of being in that village now which which would really suck um and then the other punch of him him resetting at the end and him not knowing anybody and you know him basically losing all of that character growth you know with him like becoming less and less of this you know gabimaru with the hollow and him kind of um you know getting these emotions getting these feelings when it comes to people like sagiri or um the girl i forget her name the like you know like pink-haired girl um you know, and and all of that, like, us to just throw that away. And now we have to go into season two being like, well, what's going to happen? <laughs> you know, how is he going to act? Right? Um, and then at the very end, uh, we have a little bit of a after credit scene where they are sending more Saimon to the, to the island. Uh, I don't really know what that means. You know, I guess maybe they're sending him, you know, I believe what they said is they're, they're, they're basically sending them there to, like, look over everyone else that's there. You know, I, you know, I guess they feel like the people there are not doing their job or they're not doing it quick enough. Because the whole point is that, you know, they sent all these people here to, you know, the assignment and the, the criminals to find the elixir, right? So they maybe feel like they're not doing it quick enough. They're kind of straying from the path or whatever. And so they're sending more of them there. Um, 
Again, I, I don't know the importance of those characters, especially the one that the, the shot kind of hung on for an extra second or two. Don't really know that, but um, yeah, that's kind of how the episode ends. So um, overall, I thought the season was, was pretty good. Um, I don't, you know, if I'm going to be a little, little overcritical, um, I don't think it was like this like banger that other shows have been. Um, kind of like, the whole anime conversation is about Hell's Paradise. I don't really think it was that like like other shows were, you know. I feel like even um, you know, even something like Chainsaw Man. I feel like was a little more, like uh, you know, talked about and kind of circulating than something like Hell's Paradise was. Um, but aside from that, or in spite of that, I guess um, still still really good. You know, still very interesting. A lot of really cool characters. A lot of really cool ideas. Um, so I'm, so I'm very interested to see what, uh, you know, what a season two will bring where it's like, again, what's going with Gabi Maru, um, you know, with the whole like resetting thing, maybe a fake wife, uh, we, you know, we got Sagiri who seems to have that, that like fire in her eyes to see how she grows. Um, to even see how people like Shion and Yuzuhira, Yuzuriha, um, you know, kind of bounce off of that and, and, you know, you know, come out of everything. Um, yeah, so good stuff. Next, we got Mobile Suit Gundam The Witch for Mercury, season two, episode 11. Um, this one was really cool. Um, so yeah, we, we got a really cool, a lot of really cool stuff here. I mean, basically, we're gonna just get into it, you know, at the very end. You know, we have Suleta, I mean, the whole episode, this was happening, but, uh, you know, we got Suleta and Airy fighting, uh, you know, Suleta being like, no, I still love my mom, still love everybody, you know, I'm trying to save them, we got, we got to stop this, and Airy kind of being past that point where she's like, Airy doesn't want to do this either, but she's like, I have to, like, you know, I have to, like, like, we're already here, so, you know, so that's why. I, I can't stop this, but I can warn you, Suleta, get out of here. Like, we're done. Like, I, you know, I don't want you to be hurt. I don't want to hurt you. Um, and at the very end for, like, apparently something got through to her. Like, you know, Suleta was able to get through to her. And for Arya then to supposedly sacrifice herself um, to, to, to save everyone. Because, you know, the, the people, the government or whatever was using the ILTS this like super weapon um disguised as like a you know you know some sort of communication device right um use that it was using like hyper beam <laughs> it's like a, it's like a pokemon move um you know using hyper beam against everyone it was just gonna take everyone out just be like you know what's best <laughs> killing all these people clean slate and then we can move on to their own like government political stuff but airy kind of sacrificing herself and all the other mobile suits gundams whatever um to protect everyone and again i say sacrifice because you see the end through Soleta's eyes um how like airy the aerial the you know the actual suit is completely destroyed you know like it's missing half its body its arm like it's destroyed so that's a huge way to end the episode especially with there still being one episode left in the season um that's gonna that's gonna be devastating um i mean they don't have aerial anymore so just from like a, a like tactical perspective 
that's rough. Um, Suleta kind of being, you know, Aerie being a huge part of her fight, a huge reason for her fight to now lose Aerie. Um, you know, Aerie being such, like, you know, her, like, other half almost for her life. Um, you know, I feel like she just kind of got over the whole, like, craziness of her life. Like, all, you know, all, you know, you know, all these different, like, revelations that have happened to her in the past however long. And now she gets hit with Aerie supposedly dead. That's going to be huge. Uh, Prospera. I mean, we already saw a little bit of that. Um, you know, where, where, where Prospera was going kind of crazy. She got her helmet shot off. <laughs> um, wild stuff is happening, but now Aerie's gone. It's like, that's going to destroy her. Cause again, that was also her basically whole reason for living. Um, her whole reason for operation was it operation zero. Where, right. Was that what it was called? Oh no. Quiet storm. Right. I don't know. Um, so now what's going to happen with her? Is she just going to be a recluse? Is she going to go nuclear? Like that's a lot of questions there. Um, yeah. And then aside from that, I, you know, you know, you know, speaking of, uh, like family squabbles, we have, uh, Lauda and Ghoul fighting because Lauda blames Ghoul for everything. And not, not, not only blames him, but is also like, why didn't you tell me, um, you know, feels inferior him being the younger brother I'm like, oh, did you not think I'm strong enough? Did you not think I could bear the weight? Did you not think I could help? And Ghoul's over here just like, no, but, you know, this is my load to bear. I didn't want to put this on you or anyone else. You know, I'm the one that should be punished for my own actions. So, you know, I, I understand both sides of it. You know, I understand both perspectives. Um, uh, you know, but I do like the very end where Ghoul decides to kind of repent for all of this and kind of lets Lauda stab him <laughs> and supposedly seemingly just like was going to accept death <laughs> and then Felsi come out of nowhere like hitting him with the with the space goo and just being like what are you doing like you you were just gonna let yourself die in this stupid like sibling battle like this this, this is dumb you know and 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 I really love that from a character from a character perspective is nice because we see how she reacts how ghoul reacts how loud is just like oh yeah this is dumb but then also almost from a meta perspective where in another show you know in another story ghoul would have died there and that would have been like his his moment and then lauda would have had to come out of that and whatever right but in this show, they're like, no, we're not doing that. Like, well, you're not dying through this. Like, that that's so stupid. Like, no, you guys have going to come to an understanding. You guys are going to be together and strong and unified. And we're, we're going to, like, be, we have so much more stuff to get through. You are not going to die here. <laughs> you know, so I thought, I thought that was cool. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much the episode. Um big stuff obviously a lot a lot of big stuff happened right and uh, i'm excited to get into the finale um you know i don't really know how it's gonna go you know like i said i don't think there's a reason for the whole like data storm thing to exist anymore i mean that was the whole point i mean that was prospero's whole thing was to create a world where airy could survive um so now that airy's dead again I guess we don't really have confirmation. We'll probably get that next episode. 
Um, but I mean, if, if she's gone, you know, the whole like data storm thing is unnecessary. Um, and so I don't, you know, I don't really know what's going to, I mean, you know, again, unless, you know, she just goes insane and starts going wild and starts attacking everything. I, you know, I don't really see a point in her being the threat anymore. Suleta again could kind of go into a depression again <laughs> because of all of this. But, you know, I mean, you know, I would hope that they all kind of band together. You know, I don't know how much of a threat, how much of an outside threat we have anymore. The whole like ILTS thing, they might fight with that. Or episode 12 might just be kind of a wind down episode where we all kind of regroup. You know, the, the you know kind of main thing is over now. We're all going to regroup and figure out what's happening next. I don't know if another season is planned. Um, if it isn't, you know, then I could see, you know, a couple different ways that they could kind of wrap the show up. Um, if it is, then I'm excited to see kind of what the cliffhangers are for everything. Um, but yeah, overall, uh, very excited for the finale. Next, we got Insomniacs After School, episode 12. Uh, I believe we have one more episode after this, so excited for that. Um, not a whole lot happened in this episode, I don't think, but, you know, some, some cool stuff. Um, they did have to postpone the photo shoot because of all the rain, which part of me liked because then we got more just kind of slice of life. <laughs> them just kind of hanging out, doing stuff together, so that was, that was a good time. Um, their friends arrived. They had their friends because they were, uh, you know, kind of running low on finances because they had to postpone the photo shoot. They had to stay there longer than they maybe initially anticipated, you know, so they had to uh, get some help from their friends. But that was also cool to see all the friends hanging out. I'm always a big fan of a, a nice, solid friend group. Um, yeah, so that was that was cool. Um, and also them just kind of interacting with each other it was fun. Um, they also praise him, you know, knocking me in particular about the pictures he took, which I thought was a great moment because it, you know, it, again, it not only showcases their friendship, but also it gives knocking me some sort of validation. That was a, still is a, a, a big thing with him, right? Where he's, you know, he's sort of been separated, sort of been, you know, outcast, that sort of thing. Um, he's very... Uh, wary about liking things because they never seem to go right um, you know even a few episodes ago with them trying to do the whole meteor shower thing like him putting his all into it and then it just being taken from him you know he's again he's very cautious of liking anything um, so for him to continue to do this and try to get better and develop a passion for it and then for him to get validation from his friends to be like oh these are awesome you know these are like pro level photos you know, and for him to kind of be bashful of it. Um, and then even, you know, I believe we even cut to Magri real quick and she's kind of looking over and, you know, you can see, you know, you can see it in her eyes as well where she's happy for Nakami, you know, because she kind of knows some of the stuff that he goes through with stuff like this. Um, so, you know, you know, so that's great. Um... What else do we have? Uh, they end up holding hands. That was a very, uh, a, a very sudden moment by by Nakami. Just kind of do it and then be like, "Oh, can I? Is this is this good?" <laughs> and Margaret would be like, "Yeah, yeah, this is good." Um, you know, so again, just like little things here and there, and you know, just like those those small moments that 
you know they both have to kind of get closer to each other is 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 very nice. I love love seeing it. Um, and then at the very end, for them to kind of do, take a few steps forward, you know, and to be like, oh, we're gonna do something even bigger. And Nakami wants to kidnap Magari, you know, because there, there's the whole thing with her parents coming to get her. Because I guess it's like, all right, trip over. We're gonna come get you. You gotta come back doing stuff, whatever, right? Um, in a way, very understandable. But in another way, when we're talking, when you know, when we're looking from the main character's perspective, Nakami Magari, it's like, no, they still have so much more they want to do, so much more they have to do, you know, they don't want to, they don't want to be separated from each other like this. You know, again, we've, we've seen this over the last episode or so, where it's like, they're kind of living this, like, fantasy life right now, where they're just kind of chilling together, and you know, you know, like I said, last episode, we're, we're seeing a lot of examples of, it does sort of seem like they are this, like, married couple together, like, cooking and shopping and, um, you know, hanging out, doing laundry, all that stuff, just, like, chilling, you know, and so neither one of them really wants this to end, um, and so for them wanting one more day, and for Marguerite's parents to be like, you have to come home, and then for at the end, her parents to be like, we're, we're, we're coming to get you tonight. Or I'm pretty sure they said tonight. And I love that, 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 that Nagami's like, I'm going to kidnap you. <laughs> Not in an aggressive way, but in a way that they're both totally on board for. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to see where that goes. Cause again, I believe next episode is the final episode. So I'm, I'm sure that's going to be like the main crux is going to be him like kidnapping her and then maybe going somewhere else and her and you know we see her parents get to the place and it's empty you know um and i believe that would be like a perfect setup for them to like go all in and them to really discuss their relationship um not you know not necessarily like a full conversation or whatever but for them to have the moment of like oh no we're we're together like we're doing this you know it's not just like a nice moment here, a nice moment there, where we're kind of like skirting around the idea. Like next episode is it, where it's like we're getting it, it's here. Um, so yeah, I'm very excited for that. Uh, next, we got Oshinoko, episode eleven. This is the finale. Um, yeah, and it, and and it, it pretty much ends on like the perfect episode. Um, we have the whole, like, uh, you know, their first performance together, you know, so we get to end the season with some real idol stuff, right? Like, almost those points, like, they're training, they're training, they're training, you know, there's different aspects to creating an idol group, um, we're kind of building all those up, and now this is, like, their first moment of payoff, where it's like, is this real? And I, 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 I feel like it is, you know, um, you know, they each have... They're each bringing their own thing to the table, right? We have, we, you know, we have Memcho, who was bringing, like, the presence, right? Like, when their performance, most people there were, were waving her glow stick, um, you know, because you know, she's the one who has the audience, right? You know, you know, she's the one who can bring people. Um, then we have Ruby, who seems to be their, like, secret weapon, where it's like, she is the daughter of I. Um, no one else knows that, but she's the daughter of I. Like, she is the one who has the, the energy, the charisma. She's just naturally born to be an idol. Um, and then we have Kana, who kind of um, 
she is deservedly so the center where she can sing the best and when she is confident she shines you know so you know i think they're all bringing their own kind of little bit to the group that kind of makes it form and and, and m makes it work you know at least preliminarily right like we we still have so much more to go um so yeah um I like Aqua being there, you know, I, I you know, talked about confidence, Aqua being there, kind of instilling confidence in Kana specifically, um, you know, because no one there really had her glow stick, right, her glow stick was white, no one there was really waving the white glow stick, right, Memcho was there, she has the audience, Ruby is there, she has like, um, you know, the like energy and the presence and the charisma and all that, Kana, she's the center, but at first glance, no one's really sure why she's the center. Um, but then Aqua being there, waving her glow stick, everyone's, but, you know, hers is, is what's important. And then for her to kind of get that and, um, you know, her own inner uh, dialogue starting from, oh, no one's here to see me, to, you know what, I can do this. And even if no one is here to see me, I'm going to make people be here to see me. And then for her to shine. And then and at the very end, people going off and people kind of noticing her and being like, you know what, during, you know, during that second song, she really, you know, we, you know, she really started to show out and, and we see, oh, that's why she's the center. Um, love that for her. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, a pretty, you know, pretty solid performance overall. And then we have, uh, some like, you know, some like after stuff, um, you know, sort of setting up next season, which I don't, know if it's been announced but i mean we're we're getting one we we have to um we have some funny stuff with with memcho where she's finally realizing that that, that kind of has feelings for aqua i thought it was very funny to kind of see the gears turning in her head you're like oh wait wait hold on <laughs> but then we get you know and this kind of moves through the whole you know rest of the episode where memcho is saying to herself Akane, you have to work harder because she knows that Akane truly likes Aqua. This isn't just a work relationship for her. And so she's like, oh. and, and it's tougher because she likes Akane and Kana. So it's tougher to kind of know, like, you know, who, do, who am I supposed to root for? You know, at this point, you're just kind of in the middle. You just kind of have to help them in either, in, in whatever way you can help either of them out. Um, but then with this whole thing with Kana, with them being close, being the same agency and whatever, and and Memcho knowing Kana and like knowing how much now that she wants it, and also knowing how hard Kana works and everything, it's like Akane, you bet you you got to step up, you know, if you if 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 you really want Aqua, you're you, you're gonna have to prove it because now you have a rival. Um. Yeah, and then again, you know, that kind of bleeds into this new this new thing, Tokyo Blade. Um, we're moving into a stage performance, which is which is really cool. Um, they're all going to be a part of it, obviously. You know, we got Aqua being... Aqua and Akane being love interests in the play. And then we have uh, Kana also being a love interest, being kind of the, you know, like fan favorite, I guess. Or not like fan favorite, but like someone who i guess the fans are like oh but instead of 
this character and what if the you know what if the guy got with this character you know so also in the play <laughs> Akane and Connor are gonna be rivals um so I love that you know I like um you know seemingly maybe a new arc that uh you know that season two is gonna focus on so so Tokyo Blade stuff um and again I always say this way too late but I did read the manga I am past this um you know so I up here all up in here in this in this brain I know everything that's gonna happen don't remember <laughs> don't necessarily remember everything um I don't really remember how this plays out but possibly I I, I believe a new arc when we focus on Tokyo Blade um kind of see how this goes again it's, it's more of a stage production so it's very different than them doing like tv and movies so we'll see how they kind of adapt to that um and yeah very very cool can't wait um and at the very end uh you know aqua kind of reminds us that he's still looking for his father you know that's that's still a thing that's happening we haven't forgotten that's like the main reason why he's agreed to the play because um the one dude who might have some information maybe not his father but might have some information is like the head of the like la la lay or something um stage production company so that's a big reason why he agreed to do this um so we'll see more of that i'm sure as well you know where that's like his like main mission so you know unless or until i suppose um you know he actually finds him um and talks to him and hopefully at some point he finds his father right um that whole little like b-plot is, is still gonna be very very much active <laughs> so um yeah and then just overall the season right this, this finale um very good very good you know i think it started off super strong um and then we kind of got into what the show was right um you know i'm i'm all in you know aqua with this whole uh acting thing is really fun to see and then also with his main purpose in life of trying to find answers um is su super interesting and then we have ruby who isn't into all of that and she's just trying to form an idol group and kind of be like her mom and honor her mom and you know make her mom proud and she's doing a pretty good job so far with the help of memcho and kana and you know um you know i you know i think they did a pretty good first performance uh you know we didn't really get into them seeing like any like feedback or anything i'm sure we'll probably get into that um you know because obviously that's like a big thing with you know, being a performer, right? You want to see how, you know, how people are, are perceiving you and, um, you know, all, all that stuff. Um, but yeah, and also to get ready for their second performance, you know? What are, we, what, are, what, what are we doing there? Also, original songs, you know, they kind of mentioned that, right? Where they haven't had time to do, um, you know, any, 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 any like original music. So they kind of did, you know, just did like covers and stuff for their first performance. I'd love to see an original song kind of see them put their character and personality and stuff into it right um so yeah very excited for next season which i'm hope hoping we're getting next we move on to our first uh new show of the season we got uh of the summer season right summer 2023 uh we got horimiya the missing pieces episode one uh technically and or a sequel um so so from what i understand and this is obviously very apparent from 
uh, this episode, uh, this season is, I guess, going to be um, sort of like filling in different gaps, right? Different stories that weren't told in the actual show, you know, you know, just the Horimiya show that aired um, a couple seasons ago, a few seasons ago, um, which is cool, you know, you know, because just, you know, to kind of talk about that for a second, um, that was something that, you know, this show, the the missing pieces is, is is something I'm very excited about because I read the Horimiya manga and so me re- having read that and then watching the show I was like oh man I felt like man they really just covered the entire show <laughs> in one season like that's it's like they cut out a lot of stuff so them going back and then being like hey let's just kind of tell some stories that we never told you know I feel like that's really cool and also very doable because you know, Horimiya is just this, like, you know, it's like slice of life show where it's like, they, you know, they don't have to worry about them being like, oh, well, this doesn't make sense. And there's no, like, you know, there's no context for this. We're just kind of pulling stuff out. Like, no, it, it, it's fine because it is, like I said, a very slice of life show where it's fine to just tell these, like, each episode being, like, a random story because it, it works. Like, you know, you don't need the context or, like, the buildup of the previous season to enjoy these episodes you know you can kind of pick up on on what's happening and all that so um very cool but uh this episode in particular um was cool right we're having a nice little trip to kyoto and uh yeah so we have uh we have some fun moments we have shu locking out izumi and toru out of the room very indicative of the the, you know of the shu character um thought that was funny uh, Izumi saying that he's on his period to get out of, uh, of, t- of taking a bath. I thought, well, that's uh, seemingly biologically impossible. But uh, no one else is gonna, you know, you know. I guess, I guess everyone's just gonna respect it <laughs> and say, okay, I guess, I guess it's what it is. And then for him to like later on realize, oh, if you miss your time, you can bathe again at like eleven or whatever. It's go. He could have just done that from the beginning, but he he was panicking. Um, but this did lead him to a nice little moment where Kyoko let him use their shower. So that was like a nice moment to be like, oh, we're close enough. You know, again, this is before they were like together together. Um, it's very easy to see that because it's like, oh, because if they were together, then they wouldn't have had the weird, awkward moment of them being like, you know, of him being like, oh, would you have let anyone, you know, would you have let any guy come in and and use your shower if they you know in a similar situation and she was like no <laughs> absolutely not but you're you and like you know kind of like an awkward embarrassing moment there it was like well what do you what do you mean by that you know so that was good um and then later on we have remy being suspicious as to why izumi is always covered up so we have her kind of sherlock holmes in this whole situation you know, because that's like a big thing, right? Where where no one really knows. Only um, uh, Kyoko knows and Toru knows. I don't think anyone else knows about like his tattoos and stuff. Um, so like Remy like picking up on that is, is is very cool. And I wonder if they're gonna like continue with that. Again, I read the manga. I don't remember. I don't remember if Remy or anyone else figures out about his tattoos. Um, 
you know but that could be a very funny thing to you know for just like every so often for maybe to bring it up and like maybe like catch him or something you know that that'd be pretty funny um and then izumi and kakaru at the end uh very much not wanting to go in the pool uh obviously izumi because of his tattoos and then kakaru because of his like you know he's very self-conscious about his body about being like super like slender i guess um and then for there to be some sort of a compromise where okay you don't have to go in the pool but you guys are gonna work you guys are like clean or whatever um you know i thought I, mean, I thought that was great um yeah so good stuff good stuff all around again this is a very much just a very typical slice of life show so probably not going to be a whole lot of conflict or anything like that um you know especially with this like the way this season in particular is where it is just random stories that were missing from the you know from the original story you know from the original show so um yeah we're just gonna have a good time with we should have a good time with this show every week um just kind of chilling and seeing these characters get into stuff so i am always here for shows like that so and then lastly we have our other new show for the summer season we have atelier riza ever darkness and the secret hideout the animation episode one um this was a special hour-long episode um <clears throat> i forgot about that <laughs> when i started it um so um <clears throat> overall i think i enjoyed this episode um this is an episode where i am a little scared <laughs> a little bit scared and the reason i say that is because i really want to like this show i really want this to be a show where i'm like all in for and we talk about it every week um but I am a little scared that this show is going to be a little too generic. And it's just going to be that like very generic fantasy adventure show where it doesn't really do anything special. Um, because if it is like if it doesn't like break out and, you know, us get super attached to like certain characters or, you know, there'd be some sort of, you know, hook for this show, then I it's probably going to be a show I drop. Um that being said, I, I, you know, I did enjoy the first episode, you know, I thought that was a very promising first episode, so, basically, this whole show is Riza being bored by the farm work, and her wanting to have an adventure, right, and so we see that, you know, her teaming up with Tao and Lent, seemingly two friends that they've, you know, they've, they've known for a while, um, she decides they're gonna go on an adventure, uh, it's very funny, they, you know, they use a boat with no sail, and Tao and Lent are like, what are we doing? <laughs> we seem woefully underprepared for this adventure. <laughs> um, but we do get into some, like, very basic starter adventure stuff, right? They, you know, they fight off some slime. Um, you know, they save this, this Claudia girl, which we don't, uh, we don't learn too much about in this episode, but I assume we're gonna kind of dive deeper into her character as it, you know, 
as it goes on because she seems to be a very important character. Um, we have two characters, Empel and uh, Lila, who save them from the pixies. Um, Empel is uh, Empel is an alchemist, so that's pretty cool. And then we have Lila, who's a bodyguard, very good at fighting. So that's uh, two two nice little characters that we're introduced to there. Um, you know, and then we have some stuff which I feel like is maybe setting up what the show is, like you know maybe. Uh, Riza, Lent, and Tao are going to kind of long-term be attached to uh, Lila and Impel. I don't know. Um, because basically, you know, they're all getting stuff from them, right? So Lila will teach Lent basic fighting. Um, but Lila wants Lent to kind of show them around. Uh, Impel wants to see more of Tao's books, and in return, Tao is getting someone to read the books, because he can't read them. Um, I'm not really sure what the importance of the books are, like, you know, but Empel, when he sees the, the book, it's like, I forget what he said, it's like mechanical something, super into him, so he's like, oh man, we might have hit the jackpot, you know. Um, and then Ryza wants to learn alchemy, just cause, I guess. And so, uh, you know, Empel test Ryza and Ryza is able to find the one plant or whatever and then is, a and then is able to uh, make the one potion or whatever. I forget exactly what it is. Um, so then Ryza succeeds, passes the test, so she gets to learn alchemy now. But then on Empel's end, he might have, and he says this, he might have hit like the jackpot again because we found someone who has the aptitude for alchemy. Like, that's very rare. Um, so again, they're all kind of a symbiotic relationship with all these characters. So maybe they form a party. Maybe, you know, maybe our main group is now five. It's pretty cool. You know, pretty cool. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much the episode. Um, again, just, you know, I'm, uh, I'm glad they did an hour long episode because I don't feel like, like a lot of impactful stuff happened. Like it was a lot of setup, which makes sense again, episode one, it makes sense. I'm not like criticizing it. You know, I like that they made it an hour long to be like, okay, we're, you know, you know, we're getting all this out the way um, in one episode. So, yeah, um, <clears throat> good stuff. You know, I'm, I'm intrigued by these characters. I'm intrigued by, uh, you know, what they're all kind of into and what the adventure is even going to be. Because, again, right now, it's just like, oh, we're just going on adventures, seeing stuff, doing stuff that we've never done before. It's like, okay, but, like, where's the hook? You know, like, I feel like there isn't one yet where, like, I don't know that I want to what because, like, there's different expectations. You know, you know, we just talked about Horimiya and it's like, oh, well, that show is just kind of some characters doing stuff. No real, you know, weight to the show. It's like, how is that any different than this show? It's like, well, that show was kind of uh, uh, lensed as a slice of life show. Like, it's just a bunch of characters hanging out, doing stuff. Atelier Riza, to my understanding, is supposed to be more of like an adventure show. You know, they're supposed to be like it's it's literally set up in the show with the main character being like, I want to go on an adventure. So I, I'd like to see a little more. I'd like to see there be more, you know, some some sort of weight. You know, I don't need them to like save the world or anything like that. Um, you know, but I do need there to be some sort of goal and not just, oh, every episode is going to be them kind of hanging out and walking through the forest. Like, I don't that's not interesting you know i think the introduction 
of characters like Empel and Lila are going to introduce some sort of goal because it seems like they have something that they're doing. They have a purpose. So it'll be like, you know, through them, Ryza, Lent, and Tao will be involved in that and they will help out and then we'll get like an actual story with an actual like conflict and whatever. Um, but again, I'm, I'm, I'm into it so far. I am, it has piqued my interest and I hope that it, it, you know, it kind of, again, had, you know, has that hook. Um, so yeah. And that is it. That is it for this episode. Not another isekai. Um, you know, finished up a couple shows, started a couple new shows. Um, next week we'll see an even bigger barrage of new shows. Um, you know, I think at least a few more will have started between the time I'm recording this and the time I'm recording next episode. So that'll be fun starting up some new shows. Um, you know, like I always try to say whenever we're in this period, um, this show, this, this, this podcast is very, very fluid. So, uh, you know, we could be picking up shows, dropping shows. Um, you know, I like to try to stick with shows that super into, very excited to watch every week which is why I kind of went on that whole, you know, uh, rant about Atelier Ryza, where it's like, hey, you know, even if the show is fine, I don't want to watch shows that I feel like are just fine. You know, I want to be excited. Um, so yeah, but like I said, we're going to be picking up a ton of new shows, having a good time. Let me know what shows uh, you would like me to watch. I did just do the preview episode. If you haven't watched that, you can go check that out. That for the most part, list off the shows that I'm going to watch. Sometimes that list changes and I don't end up watching some of those shows or I end up watching shows that were not on that list just because, you know, things happen and, you know, certain shows get really, really good reviews that I wasn't expecting, so we got to pick them up. And then some shows just seem kind of boring or get worse reviews than I thought. And I'm like, oof, I'm not going to check that out or we're going to drop it or whatever. So, um, yeah. Let me know what you thought of the Hell's Paradise and Oceanoko finale. Because those shows were ending. So that's, you know, pretty important there. And, uh, yeah. I believe that is it. Uh, until next time, watch more anime. Yeah.